Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you the answer. You have been so good to us. We just want to thank you. God has been so Oh, I'm going 
Amen, amen. God bless you, saints. We want to greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble. We thank God for bringing us through another day, taking us up and down dangerous highways and byways and bringing us safely to this blessed place. Take for granted that you have made it home or that you have made it to the church. There's some folks left home today for the last time. There's some folk that, that, you know, saw their husband or their wife this morning for the last time. God has you know, brought us back together as his little children, and that deserves praise. We appreciate the true and living God for who he is, what he does, and what he's going to do. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we just finished our most recent topic entitled, Are You a Part of the We? Are you a part of the we? When, when God's servants are talking and talking about the children of God, the people of God, are you a part of the we or are you a part of the them, those who are outside the covenant promises and the covenant blessings of God. My prayer for you is that you will be a part of the we. Um, we're going to move on down to something the Lord gave us back in November. We trust that God is going to open up his word to us very seriously. 
very powerfully. Some topic everybody's growing. Everybody's growing. You know, it's not a question as to whether or not you are growing out there under the sound of my voice. The only question is, which direction are you growing in? Because everybody, what, is growing. Capital A, the way that we want to be growing is in our salvation. We're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. In our salvation. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. From the New International Version. Our scripture reads. Like newborn babies. Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Once again, 1 Peter 2 and 2. Like newborn babies. Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Capital A, in your or in our salvation. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you, we bless you, we appreciate you, we honor you, we reverence you for another beautiful day you have made. We thank you for the blessings you have bestowed upon us this day. Father, we humbly ask you to forgive us our sins and iniquities which we have committed against you in thought, word, or deed. And we ask for your continued leadership and guidance through these treacherous waters in these last and evil days that we are living in. Help us, Father, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, that you may bring us into the blessed place that you have prepared for us since before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. We're trusting, Father. And with your capable leadership, as we follow you, we will be and become all that you have destined for us. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Growing in your salvation. Now, before you can grow in a thing, you must get in a thing. Before you can grow in a thing. You must get in the thing. Before you can grow in grace, you've got to get in some grace. Before you can grow in knowledge, you've got, to get in, you've got to get in some knowledge. Before you can grow in a thing, you must get in the thing. So in order for you to grow in salvation, you must first get into salvation. All right. Now. Let's understand some things about salvation and the duties of our salvation. Any organization has rules and regulations, has duties. Any organization. Christianity is an organization. Make no mistake about it. It's the greatest organization that has ever and will ever exist. Christianity is an organization. Christianity is a business. Didn't Jesus tell his parents and those that were looking for him after he was left in Jerusalem, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house about my father's 
business. Christianity is business. It's God's business. The saving of souls, God said, Robert, that's my business. The growing of my children up in, in, in the faith, God said, that's my business. Everybody has got business. Now, the question is, uh, are you supporting God's business or are you working against God's business? Well, here are some of our responsibilities as children of God, as members and participants of God's business, God's work, God's organization. Your body is an organization. It's various parts that have, have been placed together or that have come together to work for a common good. Your body is an organization. You've got many different systems at work, many different organs at work, many different tissues at work, many different cells at work. The cell is the basic unit of, of life, according to, to your scientists, the cell. And when you got one cell that's got a whole lot of things going on right inside of it, you know, years ago, God given me, gave me the, the, the parable how the human body was like the church. The cell is like an individual Christian. A cell is a part of your body, just like an individual Christian is a part of the body of Christ. God gave me this many years ago. Then sometimes you will get a number of cells that will start working together. That's called a tissue. So you've got a cell, basic unit of life. Then you've got tissues, group of cells working together. Now, in the church, uh, a tissue might be uh, uh, a few people that have got together in an auxiliary, maybe the usher board, the deacon board. You know, these, in, in the church, you know, you, you work in kind of with, with other individuals that uh, have some of the same gifts or some of the same abilities as you. Lung tissue. Well, why is it called lung tissue? Because all of those cells are working together uh, in the lung. Lung tissue is different from heart tissue. Heart tissue is different from what? Stomach tissue. All right? Or, or other tissue. So when you get a group of individual Christians that are working together in a church, what are some of the, what are some of the, the, the groups that are working together in the church? You can have the, uh, the hospitality committee you can have the protocol committee you can have the uh the choir you can have what well, is like tissue group of cells group of christians that have come together well then when you get a group of tissues that come together they form an organ all right Organ is in, in the body of Christ is, is almost kind of like a church. You got a group of you got a group of tissues that have come together to perform a specific function. See, you know, or you can look at uh, a, a organ in the church as a, as a department. In a department in the church, you got different you know you got different tissues working together, but under that the headship of that particular department. Now, then when you get a bunch of organs together in your body, you've got a system. A system. System is uh, maybe like uh, the denomination. You know, 
you know, you got a group of, of churches that have come together, the Christian Center Church worldwide, group of a group of like minded individuals coming together trying to trying to perform a function. And then you a group of when you got a, a group of systems that are working together, that forms the body. That forms the body. And of course we know that the body of Christ is made up of all of God's people throughout all generations, throughout all times, throughout all all, all nationalities, all kindreds, and all tongues. So just as our body, you know, there's the body of Christ. And as we understand more, there's a, everything in our physical body, there's a corresponding part in the body of Christ. Everything in our natural or our physical bodies, there's a corresponding part in the body of Christ. Christ even refers to himself. The Bible refers to Christ as the head of the body. Well, we've got a physical head in our, in our natural bodies. We've got a spiritual head in the body of Christ, which is Christ himself. So as you learn more about the physical body, and that was what I studied in, in college. That was what you know, little did I know that 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 years ago that God was directing my my path because he knew what I was going to end up doing. See, see, a lot of time we be doing stuff, you know, or, or preparing for, for stuff, you know, early in our Christianity. We don't even understand why God is either directing us or allowing us to to get certain information or to get certain because God knows he's going to use it later. Remember what he told his disciples? They were fishermen. And he told them, he said, you know, from now on, you will be fishers of men. So, so now, you know, in, in the fishing of men in your apostolic ministry, there's going to be a whole lot of things that you learn way, way back there in, in fishing for fish that will, will be now used in the apostolic ministry of fishing for men. Well, there's a lot of things that I learned way, way back then about the physical body and how it works that God is now uh, revealing different things to me about the spiritual body or about the body of Christ. You know, I was a coach, you know, coach again, you're working with physical bodies. You want to build up and strengthen your athletes so that they can perform best in the, either the basketball game or the football game. Or the, you build them up, you build them up. Well, as an apostle, one of the main jobs of an apostle is to strengthen and encourage believers. Many of you all turn, tuning into this broadcast, you know, you're not specifically members of the Christian Center Church, you know, the Christian, but you are a member of the church. And as an apostle in the church, it's my responsibility to help strengthen and encourage you in your faith. The apostle Paul traveled all around different kind of places, strengthening and encouraging the believers to remain true to the faith. Strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Anything that God has given you and I, he wants it strong. Bible tells us, be strong in the Lord. Don't even, don't even, God said, look, don't even have a weak relationship with me. God said, I'm, I'm telling you, be strong in the Lord. And in my mighty power. God said, I want my power strong in you. I want my word strong in you. I want my, God, I want my will strong. God wants us strong. Think about yourself. Would you rather have a strong body or a weak one? Now, a lot of times, many of us don't want to go through what it takes to be strong. But if given a choice, most somebody says, "Now we're gonna give you the choice. You can have a strong, healthy body, or you can have a weak, broke down body." Most of us will take strong and healthy. Now, everybody don't want to go through or to do what it takes. 
to be strong and healthy, but most of us would rather be strong and healthy. If somebody gave you a choice between, you know, being rich or being poor, most of us would choose being rich. Even though as African Americans, a lot of us want to try to glorify poverty and glorify being poor and all that. We'd much rather be rich, most of us. You know, well, problem is a whole lot of folk don't want to go through what it takes to be rich. Bible talks about how money gathered little by little makes it grow. Money gathered little by little. So, 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 you know, there's always two choices on the table. There's always two choices on the ba- on the table, and then there's always the decision that we have to make as to whether we're going to do the things it takes to get. What are we saying? We're talking about everybody's growing. Everybody's growing. Everybody is doing what it takes to move in one direction or another. You know, I need to understand that your lack of study of the word of God is helping you grow in a direction. It's not the direction you want to go. You want to be in as a child of God, but it's helping you grow in a direction. Not exercising is helping you grow in a direction. Eating too much is helping you grow in a direction. May not be the one you want to go. You, you really, really want to go in. But everything we do is helping us to grow in one direction or the other. Now, in order to grow in the right direction, the Apostle Peter says, look, as children of God, rid yourself of malice. Rid yourself. Quit running around hating people and being all upset with people. Mouth poked out and can't stand nobody. Rid yourself. It's not for God to rid you. It's not for the pastor to rid you. It's not for the, the uh-uh. Rid yourself of malice, watch this, and all deceit. Now, you need to understand that the, one of the reasons why God tells us to rid ourselves of these two things is because these two things can, can, can be deadly to you. Carrying around a bunch of malice or, or being de- deceitful, being re- it, it can be deadly. It can be devastating. Hypocrisy, devastating. Bunch of play acting. Envy, being upset with people because God done blessed them or because they've received a blessing. And slander of every kind, speaking evil against people all the time. Everybody, you're talking evil about two and everybody. God said, give this. Peter said, look, get rid of this stuff. Get rid of this stuff. You know, we uh, we had to, you know, to do some, some work around the Christian Center this past weekend. There was some mold. Some water had gotten in to one of the rooms, and there was some mold growing on, on the side of the wall. Well, we had one of the men from FEMA came in a few days ago, and he told us how to, to deal with that mold because mold is a living organism. It's a fungus, and it thrives on warm, dark, moist places and grow, and it's not the best to be breathing or to be touching for us. So, you know, there, there's ways to clean it. Bleach solution. He told him, FEMA man told us one part bleach, nine part water. And you want to get your rubber gloves or use a long handle brush or something to clean it with because you don't want to be touching this kind of stuff. But you say, Apostle, what's the parable? The, part, the parable was that, that this is something dangerous in your environment. And it needs to be gotten rid of or it can cause even more harm. It can cause a lot of harm. Well, what God is letting us to know here as, as children of God that they're carrying these things. What do we got here? How many of them we got? Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Five. 
five things that can that can do you harm as a Christian that can harm your your inner man, just like that mole can 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 harm us, cause all kinds of uh, asthma, coughing and breathing problems, respiratory problems. These these items here that we just looked at that Peter has told us to get rid of, they can do they can do harm to your spiritual growth and development. And have you growing, you hang on to this stuff right here, and they can hang, have you growing in the, in the wrong direction. You're supposed to be becoming more Christ-like. We're supposed to be becoming more like God, more, more righteous, more be- and these things will have us moving in just the opposite direction. Just like that mold. And we want to be healthy. We want to be strong. We want to be uh, breathing, uh, but breathing that mold or messing around with that mold, not handling and dealing with that mold right, it can it can cause all kind of health problems. Take you away from your goal of being healthy and take you to a goal that you really don't want of being sick. Now, verse two, and this is about what we only gonna get about three verses. Like newborn babies. Now, there's imagery here. Oftentimes, when when God uses an analogy or metaphor or a parable, picture and and stop and uh, understand that example that he has given before you even go any further. First thing is picture a newborn baby. Since that's the that's the example that's given here, we need to picture newborn babies. There are characteristics and qualities of newborn babies that God wants us to to mimic. There are certain things about newborn babies. God saying, "Look, you can learn something about being a child of, a child of God from a newborn baby." Bible talks about in certain places, you know, to consider the ant. There's certain things we can learn about the kingdom of God through ants. There's certain things we there's a message in everything. The question is, are we bright enough? And in tune enough with the spirit to get the message. There's a message in everything. This is why God is able to use anything in creation and get a parable for you. Newborn babies. All right. Like newborn babies. So now we got a picture of newborn babies in our mind. And what is it that newborn babies do that God wants us to do? It says newborn babies crave pure Milk. Listen, you're not going to give a newborn baby just anything to drink. What is that? No. Newborn baby's not going for it. See? There is something inbuilt that God has placed within a newborn baby. How many times you didn't have the milk just right or had it wrong and put it in a little newborn baby spit that mess out? All right, or vomit it out, or get rid of that, because a newborn baby said, "Look, I, I, there, there's something in me that knows what I've got to have to grow right." God has placed that in newborn babies, and this is why God is able to use newborn babies as an example to us as Christians. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? there? There's something in you, child of God, if you're really a child of God, that resists false doctrine. You may not know exactly what it is. Newborn baby might can't explain to you why, exactly why he spit that milk out or exactly why he won't drink that milk. But newborn baby know that that's not what? Right. 
and God has placed within you and inside of me to know when some preaching or some teaching or some doctrine is not right. It's called the Holy Spirit. We may not be able to explain it. Now, as you get closer to God, it ain't a whole lot of craziness that I be hearing being preached and taught that I can't explain exactly what's wrong with that. But that took years. That took years. And it took, it took closeness and sensitivity to the spirit of God and, and time in the word. We want to be to a place as children of God that as soon as we hear something that's off, we what? We know and immediately not going for that. Just like newborn baby. Newborn baby said, it don't take newborn baby long to spit out some milk that ain't right. Huh? Have you ever seen it? Newborn baby sit there and drink a belly full and then decide that it ain't right. No, newborn baby, get that mess out immediately. And that's how God wants us to do spiritually, children of God. When we hear some nonsense, we hear some mess that's not in line with sound doctrine. We hear some mess that's not in line with the word of God. Well, see, the only way you can do that is by knowing the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, then you don't know when it's nonsense or not. You, you might know something's not right, but you don't know what it is. When you know the word of God, you, not will, you will not only know that something is not right, you'll know exactly what it is that's not right. But you got to know the word. One of the things that the word of God does for us when we know it is we, is when we know it, then we, when we know the word of God, we know when something is not the word of God. But you got to know the qualities and the characteristics and you, you got to know the word to know what's not the word. So like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, just like a newborn baby wants pure milk. As children of God, we have a right. Listen, out there under the sound of my voice, I don't care how long you've been in that church. I don't care how, how prestigious that pastor is or that bishop or that apostle or whatever they call themselves. As a child of God, I got a right to pure spiritual milk. Don't be giving me no, don't be mixing no stuff in my stuff. Don't make my stuff not right because I'll, I'll throw it up. God has told me to crave pure spiritual milk. Now, if you're not giving me pure spiritual milk, then, then there's, me and you can't go no further. We can't continue. Right, we can't continue because my, my, my system is too sensitive. My system is too important than to choke down nonsense. I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how many of you all out there is, is, is cheering it on. And, and is, and, and I don't have to, I don't have to do it. That's one thing about false doctrine. That, that as children of God, we don't have to endure it. Same way many individuals don't have to feel like you don't have to endure sound doctrine. Remember the scripture saying in the last days, men would not endure sound doctrine. A whole lot of people don't, y'all just don't, a lot of y'all just don't feel like you have to endure sound doctrine. Well, I don't feel like I have to endure unsound doctrine. How about that? Because what we endure, we choose to endure. Whatever, whatever we endure, whatever we, we, we choose to endure it. You know, we can watch television for hours, but then when we study God's word for minutes, we all of a sudden we're tired. Well, what has happened? We chose to endure television. 
we chose not to endure God's word. We choose not to not to eat the proper foods or or, or, or not to exercise what you know or then to be twenty five thirty pounds or what then what what we choose whatever we choose there's something that we're not choosing for every choice and whatever we don't choose there's something that we are choosing there's something that we are but by not choosing something it is a choice of something else. By not choosing pure spiritual milk, guess what you have chosen? Some of you all out there, I don't want no, I don't want to hear that. You know, I don't want to hear the word of God all the time like that. Then guess what you you do want to hear? You 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 have made a choice. You are hearing something all the time. If you don't choose heaven, guess what you've chosen? If you don't choose righteousness, guess what you've chosen? If you don't choose to endure sound doctrine, guess what you've chosen? If you don't choose peace, guess what you've chosen? If you don't choose to love ye one another, guess what you've chosen? So what we choose means that there's something we haven't chose, and what we don't choose means that it's something we have chosen. If you've chosen to have peace in your house, you've, you've made that choice, then that means that a whole lot of foolishness and a whole lot of nonsense, you have, you have, you have not chosen to be in your house. If you've chosen to uh, 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 righteousness, then that means that there's a whole lot of stuff you know, wickedness that you saying, I'm not choosing that. We are, all of us are choosing. All of us are choosing. Newborn baby make choices. Newborn baby say, look, you know, I, I, I can't articulate very well. I can't explain all of what's going on. I don't, I can't do all of that. But I know that that which you have put in my mouth is not good. Blah. <laughs> That's all newborn Blah. Simple as that. Newborn baby said, I don't choose that. Try to make a newborn baby drink some stuff that, 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 he, that he don't like or don't think is good. You ever tried that? Newborn baby going for it at all? At a little newborn baby. Not at all. Newborn baby said, I don't choose that. And newborn baby said, you can't make me choose that. Newborn baby just be hollering and choking and doing all kinds of stuff before you put some stuff in it that he don't want in it. Crave pure spiritual milk. Crave the best, children of God. Crave the best. Spiritually, crave the best. Now, we may not always get the best. Crave the best. Want the best. Want the best ministry. Want the best marriage. Want the best family. Want the best. Uh, want the best, crave the best. Why not always get it? Crave it. Crave what is pure. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation. What is God letting us know? That there's only certain things that will cause you to grow in your salvation. What are we talking about? 
in your what? Salvation. There's only certain things that will, that will allow you or that will cause you to grow in your salvation. The wrong stuff will keep you from growing in your salvation. All right? Let me give it to you like this. We're going to give it a close this message. Why is it, you know, when, when children are a little bit of babies, we don't just give them a bunch of popcorn, a bunch of candy. Some of y'all do. Some, some parents be doing that crazy. Don't just give them a bunch of popcorn, a bunch of candy, a bunch of uh, 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 chocolate-covered goo-goos when they little and growing and develop. Why? Because you know that that stuff will not help them grow and develop what? Properly. Yes, some of you love that kind of stuff spiritually. Some of you love that kind of mess in the church. And you wonder why you're not growing spiritually. God said, look, you gotta have the you gotta have the right stuff in your system. You gotta have the right stuff in your hearing to grow up in your salvation. You gotta have the right words penetrating your heart, penetrating your mind in order to grow up in salvation. Hearing the wrong stuff. Just like eating the wrong stuff in the natural to have a little the little child won't even grow and develop right. You know, a lot of times, um, Especially in what, what what's commonly called third world countries, I be in different parts of the earth and parts of the world. Little children will be coming to me, you know, and I be seeing little children in little countries where they not getting a lot of milk or they not getting a lot of a lot of different things that that a lot of times our kids are eating over here. I be like, how old are you, son? Ten, twelve? I'm sir, I'm sixteen. What? Get out of here. Well, see, a lot of times their diet is not you know not uh, having certain things that they need. So they, they don't they don't look up to the age that they're supposed to be. They don't develop right. Don't develop be all little. You sixteen? Yes, sir. Thought you was twelve. How old are you, son? Eight? Nine? No, sir. I'm fourteen. What? Are you kidding? No, sir. Not that you're not you're not, you're not eating right. So when we don't eat right in the spiritual we don't develop spiritually like God wants. This is why you still got a bunch of men running around like boys. Now, we're not talking about, you know, just playing around and messing around, but we're talking about character. God wants to, want God's word will develop the, the character. There's a character of men. There's a character that a woman is supposed to have. There's a character that, that, that children of God, there's a character that God wants to develop in us. And the only way it can develop right is we eat right in the spiritual. Just like our physical bodies. The only way our physical bodies can, can develop right. We got to eat right in the natural. We got to eat right in the spiritual. So God says so, so that you may grow up in your salvation. You don't eat right, you won't grow up in your salvation. And the adversary knows that. So that's why a lot of times, you know, he'd be, you know, make sure that you eat a lot of the wrong kind. Some of you all eat a lot of the wrong kind of spiritual food so you don't grow up. Paul talked about when I was a child. I thought as a child, spoke as a child, understood as a child. Look, that's in the natural or in the spiritual. What will take you in the spiritual from childhood to maturity, eating right. Paul said the reason why I, I, I was a child I thought like a child, I understood like it because I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat right. Now that I'm eating right in the spiritual, that will cause me to become a man. You will never become a man from God's estimation if you don't eat right. You got to eat like a man. Eat like a man. I ain't talking about in the, in the natural now. 
Some of you brothers out there, you put away some groceries, but couldn't tell me five scriptures right now with a gun to your head. You got to eat. You got to eat right in the spirit. You got you to eat God's word. Eat like a man. Men of God eat God's word. Men. I remember the first time I went to Nigeria, I was getting ready to, back in 2003. I wanted to go on the the trail that the, the slaves were taking on called a point of no return where the slaves were when they was collected in Africa and put on ships and sailed over to the United States and different places had to go to this place called a point of no return. This is where Africans would no longer see their families, no longer see their, their homeland, our, our ancestors, but you had to get on like a boat and cross this in order to go on this, this to the point of no return. You had to cross like this boat from the mainland Across this body of water with all kind of hippopotamuses and stuff all down in the bottom of the thing. And, and you had to cross over this water to get to almost like an island-like thing. Then hike on the island for a couple miles or whatever until you get to the ocean. And I was, I said, I got to see it. I got to see it. I want to go. And I had to preach that night, different things. I was all in a suit. Uh, but I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I didn't care. I wanted to go. So I had to, to get on the boat. It was old raggedy like pier it looked like it was ready to fall fall in the in the river at, at any point and then a raggedy boat and uh you know and about a four inch trim around the edge of the boat that you had to step on in order to step down into the boat and it was something that you know a lot of the they them were used to but i got a great big size 14 feet so, you know, you had to step on this little four-inch thing and walk a little bit on that, and there's the river there with all kind of stuff in it, and the, the boat over there, and I, I was kind of kind of tipping, and the captain looked at me, old African looked at me and said, walk, walk like a man. <laughs> and I just kind of laughed. I'm like, man, what you mean? Because I was kind of like being real, real. He looked at me, walk like a man. And I, I did, and I went on and climbed on in the boat. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? Eat like a man out there. God's word. Bunch of foolishness, bunch of games all the time. Bunch of, eat like a man. Men eat God's word. Eat like a woman. Woman eat God's word. So that you can what? What are we talking about? Grow up, huh? In your salvation. God bless you. Children of God, have a smile on each other. Thanks. You can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.ourchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's broadcast YouTube and iTunes at 9 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.